0: 18 plus.
2: TV party tonight! Mm-hmm. Uh, TV party
0: tonight? Oh, we got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews.
2: Don't want of talk about anything house.
0: We don't wanna know.
2: We're dedicating yes. to
0: our the shows! Oh my tickets! Everybody loves your photo! Scary dog! There's the next Ball. Future lava!
1: Good evening. You are listening to a Rattelage and Broadcasting Premiere Podcast TV party tonight. I'm your host, the man, did reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Rattelage. And tonight, our favorite show is Obi-Wan Kenobi, brought to you by the good people at Lucasfilm and Disney+. Plus. Joining me today at his insistence, he said... I'm coming on this show, and we're going to talk happy. We're going to say that we love Star Wars, and I'm not Chris Bailey. I am, in fact, Ronnie Adams of the Screaming Boy Podcast. How do you do, sir?
2: <laughs> I'm doing
1: I'm doing well. I love how you keep announcing me from a dead show. <laughs> I, I announce everyone from that show now. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> how
2: you doing, Ronnie? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be here with you guys. It's been a long time since you and I have rock and rolled. It, is, it has. And, uh, and I'll tell you what uh I, i'm i'm ready to go i'm ready to to rock and roll with you sir and i don't party even care about day. this
1: i don't even care about this show what i'm looking forward to is this sunday when we talk 18 miami vice and dukes of hazard oh i know months to do that
2: i i love that i love star wars and i love the show well I, I i really like this show <laughs> Uh
1: i like it as a friend
2: I, we, we we had a talk um we're, we're not going to exclusively see each other anymore <laughs> uh but uh but no I, give me some campy action movies, and I I'm all about that. And
1: also joining me is my sci-fi brother from another mother. He likes to attack Mars because Mars attacks. Ladies and gentlemen, he's from the foundation. Star Trek, shoot him in the face. D- David Wright, how do you do, sir? Well, geez, after that
3: introduction for Ronnie, I feel like I'm crushing a party or something. <laughs>
1: You'll never be the third wheel in my little polyamory poly podcast there, sir.
3: Well, it depends. What's the maximum number of wheels? Uh, where we're going, we seen? don't
1: need roads. So
2: we
3: don't you need ever seen an 18 wheelers on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like yeah, I'm number 18.
1: Yeah, definitely not three. <laughs> all right. So we're all big I don't we don't need to do a whole lot of kitchen table setting here. We're all big Star Wars fans. Um, I do want to ask you guys uh, as we jump into Obi Wan Kenobi. Was this something that you wanted? Did you find yourself after Revenge of the Sith and thinking about A New Hope and Sir Alec Guinness wandering around the Tunisian desert, going, "I don't know what this movie is and I don't know what I'm saying, so I guess I'll just read the lines verbatim and not put any inflection in it." Um, I love you, Sir Alec Guinness. Never change. Uh, was this when you, when you think about like, oh, Disney bought Lucasfilm. We're going <laughs> to get more Star Wars you know there's this world out there of rich stories to draw from and we're going to ignore them all and create new ones (laughs) and then complain that
3: we have nothing to base them off of
1: right and then say well there's no comic books or novels to base these off of as they're like throwing years and years worth of comics and novels into the fire and we're not bitter about it at all as fans anyway (laughs) ronnie and then david when thinking about new star Wars, was this something that you wanted? Like what happened to Obi-Wan Kenobi between revenge of the Sith and a new hope? Or, you know, when when they announced it, were you like, really? He's old and he's living in the desert. What do we need to
2: know here? Now, this was something I was pretty excited about. It's something I never really thought about twice Mm -hmm. because I I did, I did read a lot of the extended universe. Um, uh, as a kid and as a legends, teenager,
1: Ronnie, it's now legends, <clears throat> and I'm not bitter about it at all.
2: Not at all. <laughs> I mean, I, I was one of the guys that said I understand they're, why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, uh, because they paid a lot of money for this franchise, so let's make it. what You know, let's take the convoluted stuff out of it. You know, which it did get kind of crazy there. Don't don't don't. You can't deny that you talking about um, like
1: after the they killed Chewbacca with the ill Salamiri and all of that.
2: Yeah, with yeah. legend, with the legend stuff, it got pretty crazy. Yeah. Um. So they were like, "Hey, let's let's." You know, it's kind of like Marvel tried to do the the last uh, Secret Wars. They're like, "Okay, we we have a bunch of different pizzas here. Let's take the best toppings from all the pizzas and put them on one." Yeah. And then they just shot themselves in the foot and said, "Oh, we got a multiverse again." Um. And then. <laughs> But, uh so that's kind of what they were trying to do here. I, and I, I get what they're, I get it. Um Some of it I, I like, some of it I don't like, some of it mm-hmm. I care less. This is one of those things that I never thought I wanted, but I did want it when I thought about it. Okay. I was like, you yeah, know, this could be really, really cool. You know, because what did Obi-Wan do between the years of, you know, between Order 66 and then, yeah. you know, so uh, A, a tw- New Hope? It's a 20-year uh,
1: period. Did he just hang out in the desert fighting sand people the whole time? Like, what did you know, he do? like? So the Legit question.
2: Was, was he chilling? Was he like yeah, you know, I know we know he was like uh Herbert and family guy looking over Luke, but um <laughs> but uh it was like oh, that was yeah, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> um but it, it it was one of those things where like, I mean, what else did he do? So this yeah. is it was a really cool concept and a really cool idea to, to come up with this. It's just like the um I mean, like the Mandalorian in the book of Boba Fett. Oh my gosh, both of those. I, I don't care what anybody says. I still like the book of Boba Fett. Um, but um, it, it, it just, you know, they're finally expanding on what happened to these characters in between times and filling in some holes that that need to be filled anyway. Um, they are filling because... in
1: holes that need to be filled.
2: Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: going to read it that one. Yeah, you did. <laughs> That's what you said. Uh-huh. Hey, Dave uh what about you did you was this something that you had wondered about and would hope that they would make some hay out of or you were like I I don't care
3: uh yeah initially I was kind of like really Obi-Wan that's that's the story you're gonna say like he he just yeah he, he waited in the desert and then a new <laughs> hope happened that was that was my idea of things uh but uh, the the one thing I was excited about was to see you and McGregor back because uh you know, uh, as much has been said about the prequel trilogy, many of it legitimate.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Ewan
3: McGregor's performance was uh, w- w- was a big plus there. Like,
2: uh, Absolutely.
3: Yeah, the, you know, like he, he just, the, the charisma mm-hmm. that he, he exuded was just, yeah, it was great. So I, I was Hello. happy to see... <laughs> Hello yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. I, I was Love happy that. to see him back again, and that was kind of the, the one thing that kind of made me go like, oh, I'll, I'll give it a shot.
1: Yeah. So for and, me, this was not something I... When thinking about new Star Wars, it was like, oh, my God, I got to know what happened to, you know, Ewan McGregor after Revenge of the Sith. I honestly (laughs) did not care. But it's one of those where they say in wrestling, sometimes you have an arena that needs a match and sometimes you have a match that needs an arena. My, My thing with this was if you're going to say, hey, look, everyone likes Ewan McGregor. Everyone wants to see more of him in that character doing something. We have this 20 year period that takes place between. Revenge of the Sith and the New Hope. Let's do something with it. Okay. As an elevator pitch, I'm not completely turned off. Like, I too, Like, oh, I get it. Okay. So what do you got for me? Well, we have this story where we're going to have him uh, hang out with young Leia. Okay. There are no other children in the universe. It's only the one, right? Her and Luke? Only the two? Uh-huh. Okay. There's no other children. Got it. So, he's gonna, so they're gonna kidnap Leia and he's gonna rescue her. And he's gonna struggle with depression and trauma and guilt over him losing Anakin to the dark side and Anakin becoming the world's, the universe's most notorious murderer. I get that. That's a lot. Okay, so far, so good. Don't necessarily think the one child in existence in the universe thing is okay, but. Okay, a, a a meditation on trauma and guilt in the Star Wars universe would not be the worst thing ever. Oh, there's this other character that's gonna be there. Oh, fuck, here we go. So she's a strong black female who don't need no man. Shut up, Lucasfilm. <laughs> the Force is not female. The force <laughs> is the Force. Like,
3: uh, I, I, I love I love Bob Chipman's theory that you know Disney has tried so much to like create content for boys and just never really manage it. I mean, when it comes to, like, girls, princesses, they've got that locked up. they got that market. That is theirs and theirs alone. And then it's like, well, okay, we're not good at making our own original content for boys, so let's just buy uh, Marvel and Star Wars. Boys like that. Okay, great. So, Kathleen, what do you think we should do with Star Wars? It's for girls now. It's like, damn
1: it! <laughs> Pretty much. like, look, I'm not... <laughs> look, if you can tell a solid story with a strong female lead that doesn't cap. All the men at the knees. Fine. Probably don't call it Obi-Wan Kenobi, though. The reason everyone fucking watched the show in the first place. Like, that's the Trojan horse. And this is where we're going to start our discussion. That's the Trojan horse bullshit that I can't get behind. Yeah. Like, it's, we. what we really want to do is tell you a story about the strong black female who don't need no man. Okay. No one's going to watch that. This is a product that is absolutely for all kinds of men, many of which don't want to watch a story about a strong black female who don't need no man. Okay, well, how are we going to get them to watch? Put her in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Everyone wants to see Ewan McGregor. Oh, fuck you, Disney. Just fuck off. And that, David, is where I want to begin the discussion. (laughs) They, It's a half of the story is about uh, Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan Kenobi, dealing with the guilt of and the trauma of what happened with him and Anakin at the end of Revenge of the Sith, which was story enough. It really was mm-hmm. like. <clears throat> and, and I want to come back to this because some of that stuff where Vader's like chasing him down and the ultimate resolution of the show was was almost WandaVision bad. But I, I'll get to it. I, I really want to deal with the Reva stuff first, because um, really, why would anyone else want to watch a review with, you know, three cisgendered white guys? unless if they're not tearing down the one black woman in the show. So here we go. Um, half of the show is her story it's her redemption arc after she spent years and years and years trying to get close to vader by being a murderer a child murderer at that we're going to redeem her at the end by saying it was all because i wanted to get back at darth vader i killed all these people
3: to to be fair how else are you going to earn vader's respect
1: see the problem with this is the writing doesn't really hold up here (laughs) you know her story is I'ma kill all these people and getting yeah. Vader's good graces. And when he's his back is turning, he's comfortable with me, stab him in the back. You know, the, the Jedi. Okay. Like okay. who can sense who can sense what you're doing? Yeah. It's like,
3: you know, Third Sister, I too used to kill younglings. <laughs> That's,
1: yeah. Hey, third sister, saw that coming. Dope. So I'll take a breath here. I I did not so much of the show is spent on Reva's arc, and the actress is fine. But the character is poorly written, the motivations are dumb, and the resolution with her could not be more hackneyed and forced if they tried. What do you think, David? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, like, I guess the, the show Obi-Wan
3: does not always center on Obi-Wan. But I think it centers on Obi-Wan enough that he's there throughout the whole show and, it, and he does have his, his arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, like this is this is not like the moment Leia or Riva appear. They Obi Wan's kicked to the side, and it's you know the 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 Leia Riva show, also featuring Obi Wan sometimes getting his ass kicked by all
1: the women because men suck, girl power.
3: Mm-hmm. But no, no, I mean, some, I, 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 I,
1: would, I, I would say some would argue that is what happens in this show, but I let you make your point.
3: I, I would say I certainly. I mean we've we've been beaten enough by this. It's you know it, we're way beyond once bitten twice shy now. We're at like yeah. you know fifteen times bitten. 16 times <laughs> screw you. Yeah. Um, so I, I I can cut some slack for that. And and yeah, certainly you, you start off in the show, it's very Riva heavy, and then we get the surprise that it, it's Leia that Obi-Wan's going to be dealing with, not Luke. And yeah. I, I can certainly understand for those first handful of episodes, you know, everyone's on their guards, like, okay, let's not get too attached. You, <laughs> you just know they're 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 just gonna kick Obi Wan to the side and it's gonna be girls, girls run this thing better, yada mm-hmm. yada yada. The girls um, get it done. Yeah. I mean, I was a bit I mean, I, I was cautious, but I was also understanding that yes, Obi-Wan is not going to be an unstoppable badass right from the get-go because sure. character development. This yeah. is going to be how if this this is going to be how Obi-Wan gets his groove back. Yep. And that is what we got in the end. And I was okay with like using Leia, I thought was a good move because you're know, like, what are you going to do with Luke? Uh you know, he's on the farm in the middle of nowhere. You know, and then and, and he pretty much. Grows up not knowing a thing about the Force and the Jedi and all that right. stuff. So having it, Leia goes missing. That's the one thing that could get Obi Wan off the planet. You know, Leia is e- is pretty much equally as important as Luke to th- to their future plans
1: of eventually defeating the Sith. So okay, can I, can I, can I argue against that though? And I don't want to lose Ronnie here. So Ronnie, yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I'm almost finished my points, but yeah, but I, I well, I I have a problem with with that particular argument. I think your hero in his redemption arc and he, he didn't it didn't have to be Leia and I, And this is my problem I'm going to quote something okay, that uh, the Red Letter Media guy oh, said <laughs> that, the, that the Star Wars universe is way too small it is only seemingly focused on a handful of characters and that's it you have this vast universe with this you know almost uh, eternal uh, shelf of characters to draw from they talk about the same five again and again and again the Star Wars you know it would be like if Star Trek only talked about Kirk and Spock. Like, no, they've created all kinds of shows with new characters. You know, we've well passed Kirk and Spock. I'm, it's a little exhausting that Star Wars can't seem to get out of its own way and be like, and, and, and I get the argument that they that someone on the other side might be making. But like, yeah, but audiences only want to see Luke Skywalker and Leia and Han. And, you know, they just want to see familiar characters. They don't want anything new. Try a little harder.
3: Yeah, I, I I personally don't mind at all when Star Wars mm-hmm. gets away from the Skywalkers. It's done that many times before in the Legends timeline, and it's always been great. Like there's there's I, I completely agree. There's a lot more to the story, and everyone mm-hmm. seemed to enjoy the Mandalorian even without the Luke Skywalker right. cameo. But it's so there's there's a clear precedent that you don't always have to go back to that well and Star Wars can thrive. Um but yeah, for me, it's like, I don't really think there's any other character that could really be in trouble, who would be in trouble, that Obi-Wan would have left Luke to go deal with. Like, even oh. if it was like another Force-sensitive kid or Jedi, it's like, you know, they're not the the children of the Chosen One. They're not the ones who have the super Force abilities of the Skywalkers. So you know, doing the sort of butcher's arithmetic, Obi-Wan mm-hmm. would have said, like, no, I'm sorry, there's nothing I could do. Like, he leaves the guy to hang in the first episode, that Jedi <laughs> on the run. Like that Man. just shows that you know nothing else matters to me except for protecting these kids. That is that that is all that matters. That is that is the only plan that is going to win in the end. So you know the only character of equal importance to Luke, therefore, would be Leia. And she's not on Tatooine, like unlike everyone else in the galaxy. <laughs> so yeah, seriously, can we can we do other planets in Tatooine? Like just no don't, don't go to Tatooine. Like it's we, we don't we don't need it. We've we've done that enough. Uh, as, as for Reva. Yeah, so they tried it in the,
2: the later movies, and they got yelled at for it.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't bother me. So uh, as for Reva, I, yeah, initially it was like, oh, okay, here we go again. Like the, you know, we we've seen this before in many other franchises. Yes, they, you know, we've got the the, the black woman who was awesome, except she's kind of not. She kind of gets her ass kicked and talked down by all the other inquisitors, and she just kind of comes off as like very whiny and petulant. Yeah. You know, it's all about me. It's all about my plans. I, you know, I don't care about anyone else in my organization. And she's like, I actually kind of thought it was a bit refreshing in that, you know, yes, she is the, I hate to say, you like the the diversity representative, you know, <laughs> cast member here, but she's also playing a villain for a lot of this, which I kind of thought was a bit refreshing. And you know, she does get kind of get owned by other characters, and uh, you know, and, and then and then we do actually get the 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 her backstory, the realization of why she's doing it. And she's not really heroic when that's even revealed. It's more like you're you're doing all these horrible things. So you can do another horrible thing that doesn't even work in the end. And then (laughs) after that, she tries to do another horrible thing. And at the very end of her arc, she's like, Oh wait, maybe I'm being a bad person here. And maybe I should (laughs) stop doing that. I am trying to solve the issue of like all the children around me were murdered by a child murderer with child murder. (laughs) This isn't the best plan. Now that I think about it. Right. So, and, and I think like that actually was a good aspect of her character is, you know, she's more interesting now that she does have this tragic backstory and also this thing that she has to atone for. So while I'm not like on board with yes, studying and brave, amazing new character, I'm like, okay, like if they bring her into the t- timeline in, in, in the right way, not trying to be too pushy, like, like maybe don't jump right into the Riva, a Star Wars story series, maybe have her show up in, in a <laughs> couple of other things first to. You know, and and
1: flesh her out a bit where she's going
3: from now. You know, like, it could work.
1: Ronnie, you've had uh, like twenty minutes of me and David kind of going back and forth here. I want to mo- focus on the Riva stuff. So, what's your opinion?
2: I've for the longest time I've tried not to be the the in the mindset of uh, quit pushing me Disney and the start the okay. checklist
3: characters
2: sort of thing. yeah stop pushing the checklist characters on me and stop. I, i'm like okay let's let's do this liz she broke my she broke me yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm very much in that camp now of like um you're you're putting this character out there as almost to pander yeah or check a list and then you did it badly mm-hmm And and basically, what you've done is just you've ruined a character. You want to impress me? Do another mini series of of nothing but the uh, of the Inquisitors Mm -hmm. and make her a focal, uh, make her the main character. I actually think that's
1: there. I want to say that there is an Inquisitor show coming up.
2: Well, it's ruined now because they're all douchebags. You know, I mean, they're (laughs) all they're all useless in my opinion. Mm -hmm. They're all. I mean, like you know, I I played uh, Fallen Order. The video game, they're in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're, they're they're badass in there. Um, and now it's just they focus too much on her and her little her, her story. And and like I said, they did it, they they wrote her story badly. I mean, like just it just didn't make any sense. So just like you said, I'm a bad person that's doing bad things, so I can get rid of this bad person who did bad things back in the day. But maybe I'm too bad of a person. Maybe I should be a better person and I do this one bad thing that makes all the good bad things go away and become good. And then you're just like, what? And then, you know, Vader, you know, like she, then she just gets dismantled. And um, I'm like, okay, well, never mind. Uh, she didn't really matter anyway. Right. And you're back to Obi-Wan. Why just focus on him. Focus on the storyline. Uh, as far as, as Leia being the only kid in the galaxy, I, I, I'm, with, I'm with David because she's one of the twins of the chosen one. Yeah. So she, I know, I know. Yeah, I know. don't like the chosen one
3: narrative either though it didn't really work out for the Jedi just
2: saying right 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 that's kind of
1: my my point Obi-Wan can't owe someone a favor get my kid back (laughs) you know or like I I don't know he was a gambling debt uh, something, <laughs> like, is it nothing, I mean, it always has hear- to be Luke and Leia. Yeah, w- Waddle comes back. I know Qui Gon messed with the dice.
2: <laughs> See,
1: I would have loved that. Just like Watto comes back, it's like, motherfucker, you owe me so many credits.
3: Obi Wan has to rig a pod race.
1: Yeah, Obi Wan has to become like like a work for hire. And it was just like, I need you to go, Like my kid's been kidnapped by Hutts. Go get him.
3: Hey, uh, Unpaid Internet Disney, we just we just came
1: up with Seasons 2 and 3. Yeah, You're there welcome. you go. Obi-Wan for hire. Better call
2: Obi-Wan. <laughs> Gosh, I just remember Spencer for hire the, the show.
1: Yeah,
3: you and Hayden will take 1% of your paycheck as a gratuity. Yes, mm.
2: please.
1: This, is, this operation doesn't fund itself, for sure. Ronnie, I'm going to take this opportunity to just kind of jump in here and talk about Darth Vader. Okay. Um. So, Darth Vader... Starts off in A New Hope. And look, don't let's not be pedantic. I understand that it's like David Prowse in a shitty suit. You know, and he's just meh. Meh. <laughs> <know> <laughs> like, there's not a... If you look at the way Darth Vader operates in A New Hope, he kind of throws a guy here, chokes a guy there. He's not controlling everything. You know, he's not able to Thanos and throw a mountain. Right. And then over time, they made Darth Vader into Thanos, and it got ridiculous on this show. I, I brought this up in the chat. It kind of – hi, sweet boy. Oh, oh. Okay, hey, buddy. Um, I brought this up in the chat. It generated a little bit of discussion. I want to rehash that now. Overpowered Vader provides zero tension. It's It was a – let me go back. When he does it in Rogue One where he's just chopping guys to bits – it's a cool little horror scene in this war movie they did. I actually think of the new Star Wars Rogue One as like my, by far my favorite
2: movie. It's one of my favorites, yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I do, and I know that like the red letter media guys tend to make fun of that scene. Um, but why? Because it's one of those things where no one liked Hayden Christensen in the last, in the two prequel movies. They think that he was a pussy and that it was a bad representation of Vader. And then, of course, you have him going, dude, dude. Where's Bad May? No. <laughs> uh, you know, um, so and I, and so it was like it seemed purposefully redemptive of that character's coolness for him to slaughter rebels hither and thither, but I don't care, it still looked cool. But, but it was a
3: good way of showing how
1: a Jedi or a Sith would look to the everyman, right. right? Yeah, and that's my point. Like, like I didn't mind it when they did it once in Rogue One. Here, it's three and four episodes of Darth Vader throwing mountains. It got ridiculous, Ronnie. Darth Vader was so overpowered in this. And and we talked about, like, Reva. And, you know, she's wanting to, like, stab Darth Vader and everything. It's like, how? There's no possible way you could ever – the way he's presented in this show, there's no possible way he could have ever been beaten. Like yeah, what's your master plan? I'm gonna wait till his back is turned towards me and try and stab yeah, him in the back. The omniscient guy with telekinesis and telepathy. Sure. Good job. It's I the argument that I'm making is that in service to trying to make the fans happy by creating a by creating a yet another cool Vader um Vader action scene, they made him so overpowerful that it sucks the tension out of those scenes for me. And then while I'm with you, David, that following, you know, the the I like the how Obi-Wan got his groove back storyline. I like that he starts off and he can barely feel the force. That would make sense. He has fallen out of faith with his god. This is a very d d thing, Ronnie. Well, he's he's yeah. in hiding, right? Well, and we know that Jedi can sense each other, so well, he's, he's that, blocked that. himself off. But I was thinking yeah. about, like, do you remember the Dragonlance books, Ronnie? Oh, yeah. And how, like, the clerics can't feel their god after the cataclysm, and it had been yep. so long, and... You know, and they eventually kind of get back to it, but because they had waited so long, you know, all those many years after the Cataclysm, they couldn't do clerical magic in the beginning. It was something they had to build up to.
2: You've, you've never been more attractive to me, Mark Radlich.
1: I understand. I I'm sorry. <laughs> um
2: <laughs> and, and we're back to normal again. <laughs> um My
1: point is, I'm u- using that as a comparison. um Having him having to reconnect to the Force, all of that made sense to me. But like, I'm, I'm really tired of the inability to use restraint in writing these days and so he can't just be a powerful Jedi. He has to throw the mountain back at Darth Vader. It got insanely stupid by the end of it to the point where I'm like Marvel, the big criticism of like Marvel stuff is it's two guys with the same powers throwing energy balls at each other like Dragon Ball Z. Marvel went like de- uh, ugh, fuck me uh, Lucasfilm went the marvel route here it's too many ip (laughs) can't we talk about talking dicks and bam and tommy god damn it i want to talk about (laughs) i want to talk about talking p no um all right i'm you you see my point it's they lost sight of the dramatic tension and just went for pure over-the-top ridiculous spectacle and the show doesn't earn it not like not like thanos does in um infinity war where it made a little bit more sense that that character could do those things. But what do you think?
2: I can agree with you on that. While the, 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 every man in me was just going, Hey, pretty lights and flashing things. And, you know, you know, uh cool yeah. light removes. And you're
1: rattling for making me think about stuff.
2: Yeah, but I, I can, I can get behind that because um you go back and you look at the simplicity of the first uh, of a new hope and their and their their last duel there, mm-hmm. but I, I get Alec Guinness mm-hmm. didn't have a clue what he was doing, and <laughs> uh, and he didn't care at that point mm-hmm. and and poor Prowse probably had the mobility of the actual Star Wars toys, what was up and down and that was it,
1: <laughs> and
2: um, they were doing kendo without <laughs> any training. <laughs> yeah, exactly, um, it was something simple about it, it was just like. Maybe Obi Wan didn't want to do much there because he knew he was going to sacrifice himself. Mm-hmm. And he just—that's why he just held the lightsaber up and was like, "Do you do your thing?" Um, he just—you know—there's just you know, there's, this, there's there's a honest to goodness. Uh, it matches the Jedi for the sim, in the simplicity of everything. They're almost like Ronan or you know samurai.
1: Can I ask you, you a question, Ronnie? I want to. Yeah. I want to see if I'm attractive to you after I say this, okay? So you know how in D and D, especially low level wizards, like they use a spell, you have to wait 24 hours to use your spell again. Yep. Okay. It takes. Do you get to levels like 10, 20, 30 to where you can use more spells and it doesn't drain you of all your energy? Yep. I. There's a reason they do that, Ronnie. What's the reason?
2: God, you haven't played since first edition, have you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, What was the reason? You tell me the reason. The reason is if they
1: give you all the powers all at once, there's no, there's no tension there's here. No, there's no, there's There's no, there's no, to there's no yeah. tension.
2: There's no exactly. Yeah. And I get that. Okay, so I mean, who who's watched the Clone Wars? Where Obi Wan and and uh, Darth Maul meet. You know, mm-hmm. where he, you know, he, he, you know, screams Kenobi, and they meet in the desert. And uh, you know, spoilers if you haven't seen it. Um they, they they face off at night. Um Darth Maul's got his robot legs because he got you know cut in half or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and he's he's pissed at Obi-Wan because he took away his wiener. And <laughs> I mean, um yeah. So mm-hmm. Obi-Wan looks at him and he's like he's there's 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 no getting around it. There's there's gonna be a duel. Mm-hmm. So he flips his lightsaber up and he does the whole two finger Light. lightsaber of the thing pose. Mm-hmm. And that's his old self, and then all of a sudden he takes a. You can see it, even though it's animation. He thinks about it, and then he takes it and he puts it in front of him, and he's Alec Guinness, mm-hmm. and then he draws it back, and he's Wagon Jin, and
0: mm-hmm.
2: then, just out of rage, uh, Darth Maul, cha- you know, uh, charges him, and it's one move, and he cuts him. He cuts him down, and there's no fl- there's no flips. Or force or anything like that, it's one cut and it's done. Mm-hmm. And well, I was I think like, it was in Rebels, but yeah, it was in Rebels. I'm sorry. Yeah, and it was it was beautiful, and it, I couldn't have asked for a better duel mm-hmm. than that because it was simple and it was done, you know, and it was wonderful. Well, and well, I wish, went- but you you can't really do that, of course, with with Darth Vader and Obi Wan because you know of later on they they meet again, but. Give me something in between that. Yeah,
3: you know, Go ahead, Dave. yeah. So like when, when you look at high level fighters, from what I've seen, is like th- there isn't a lot of punchy in there. Yeah, you know? because they're, they're they're at that level where like all they need is one opening and boom, it's done. Like you look at the, from what I've seen of like high level UFC, right? You know, most of the beginning of their matches is like them just feeling each other out,
1: mm-hmm. and then you
3: know, maybe someone starts to make a move, then oh no 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 no, no. and then boom, there's there's a hit, someone goes down, and it's on. Mm-hmm. uh same thing when i've watched like kendo tournaments you see the the more senior guys and they're not like whack 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 like high school students It's <laughs> you just see them like their so- swords crossed they're like kind of tapping each other and then then also wham someone goes through and then you know with a sword one hit you're done yeah right so so yeah and and i, and I realize that like for an action scene in a movie it's not that compelling you want lots of backflips and and then swishing back and forth which i think in uh Revenge of the Sith, like they got so caught up with how important the Obi Wan Anakin duel was,
2: that they just went super crazy over the top they, with it, and it just became firing ham with that man. I was like, <laughs> even in the, even then, I was like, this is wonderful. And Have about forty five minutes later, I was yeah. like, are they going to? Do something with this, or they just I, go yeah. like? like is what, they, what is I've never either, seen
1: or? this. I've never seen a sword fight completely miss the point of a sword fight before.
2: Right, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, where where like throwing mountains aside. I thought that the final
3: duel between Vader and Obi Wan was a much better duel. That was more the duel we should have had instead of instead of the one that we got. Um, I, I just thematically it was better though i do kind of wish when when vader like threw obi-wan down the cliff and started burying him in the mountain he said like now obi-wan i have the high ground no, <laughs> yeah, that, 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 yeah. That, that. yeah. And, but uh, anyway that's that's my my fan service level but uh you know like, like i agree like when you're at the point of like throwing mountains at each other or ripping
1: spaceships out of the sky it's like do you really need the laser swords at this point why didn't he, why Why wasn't he able to do that when they were at Mos Eisley's when Mikasa yeah. was yeah. getting away? Like things like that. Like there comes yeah. a point where if he can do that then, why isn't he doing it in the other movies? Why are there movies then? Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe, as, a great,
3: as, a, as a great Jedi once said, size matters not. But that was more to, to make a point about,
1: you know, what one can do in appearance versus reality. Here, here's the thing. I'm not nearly the critical analyzer that like Robert Winfrey is. When you can't convince me what I'm looking at has any kind of tension to it, and I'm just sitting there like, if he can do that kind of wizardry, like uh, uh, wizardry, think about like Harry Potter. Harry Potter doesn't always get his spells right. Harry Potter like messes up his spell. Even mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, the Sorcerer Supreme, couldn't get his spell right in Spider Man. I mean, like, if you don't make your action heroes, your action heroes and villains for that matter, somewhat fallible.
0: no purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Then it just becomes a demo reel of power, and that's not fun to watch. And that's where I ultimately got to with Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. Yeah.
3: I I do appreciate that in uh, Attack of the Clones, like when Yoda faces off against Count Dooku, they Mm. start by throwing stuff at each other using the force. And then it's eventually like, it seems Master Yoda that our abilities of the force are evenly matched. We will have to decide this by lightsaber. And yeah. then we get the lightsaber fight. So it's like, okay, so there's actually a bit of a precedent there. <laughs> but but yeah, yeah, this one is just like laser sword, laser sword, laser. Okay, you know what? I'm just gonna try throwing
1: planets at people now. I want maybe that should have been your opening move. I want a show now of like Jedi Academy set in the Old Republic, where it's like yes. day one Cla- class. You know, oh, 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 day one of your class at uh, Jedi school, throwing shit. You know, it's like okay, th- throw a book, throw a sh- throw a shelf, throw the class. Got it. Next class. How
2: many yeah. students do they lose a year when <laughs> they look down the? They look down in, into the lightsaber and actually you know, ignite it, like in that media. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh Mandy, I did it again. Um, I just want to go back to the 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 Yoda versus uh, Dooku because yeah. you you know you have that awesome scene where he says that you know where you know we're our force mat powers are matched. We have to decide this like by lightsaber, and then when you sit there, I'm and sorry, you, think, I, you say that, and all I can think about is I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. He's mine. But,
3: <laughs> you, I hate it when I get my
2: Schwartz twisted. <laughs> but you, think, but you see this? You, see, you hear that awesome like that setup? Like, oh man, they're gonna have a lightsaber duel, and then I, I couldn't help but think myself that, that that's eighty some year old, you know, uh, Christopher, Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee fencing with a little green monster that's not really there.
3: Well, I'm pretty and sure I'm like, some of that fight even Christopher Lee wasn't there. No.
2: <laughs> that's true. The CGI is wrong with this he did, one. He did a lot of his own fencing. That's why his yeah. That's why his curved his lightsaber curved because he he wanted more of a fencing sword. Yeah. yeah. And um, but okay. uh, you know, going back going back to you,
1: David, just finish up your point about Darth Vader because I got to talk about I got to talk about that final duel with them because I really like again I, I mentioned this got to Wandavision levels of bad at the end. To where, uh, yeah, uh, to where I was okay with a lot of the show. To believe believe it or not, I know I'm I'm being critical now, but that's the point of the podcast. And and I, for the most part, like I was enjoying what I was watching, at least on a I'm not bored level. And then we get to that ending, and I was wanting to throw shit again. So let me finish up your on day on Dark Vader, and then I'll make my point.
3: Sure, um, I, I did enjoy his fight with uh, Riva because like, mm-hmm. for all our talks of you know the magical you know do everything black woman he just whooped her like, like that was just like you could tell like this is not even a contest the only reason she's not dead is because he just decided not to kill her Yep, that mm-hmm. was just like you know he one handed he like he even just like blocks her sword with just like using the force it was just right. like absolutely great you're just being toyed with like you know again it kind of harkened back to empire when he's fighting with luke and it's like you know vader could have killed luke at any time in that the only reason he didn't because he wanted him to you know join the dark side um, so I yeah, thought we even, some, there even, good at end, to, even
1: at the end, even at the end with with Empire Strikes Back, when he's lost, utterly lost his patience with Luke and he, they're nowhere near the uh, the carbonite, and now he's yeah. just wanting to beat him to death. Like yeah, uh, even but even then, that was somewhat restrained. Yeah, you know, well, well, I'm not about saying
3: this thing. is therefore as good as Empire. No, I'm mm-hmm. just saying like you know there there is you know a th- that was the thing from the originals that re- it reminded me the most of.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you
3: know, you know I remember. So, uh, but, but uh, uh, I think my only other issue is, uh, like, like Obi Wan beats Vader in the end, which okay, fine, but then he, he lets him live. Okay, you said it. I gotta stop so, you. Yeah, this is this okay. is where we're going. All
1: right, I'll put a pin in that. Yep, yep. We're gonna come back to it. Okay. So at the end, of, so at the end of Wandavision, Wanda has spent weeks torturing the people of Westfield, knowingly, then, knowingly, pretty, knowingly. Right. She is knowingly torturing these people so that she can get over the trauma of, of, of Vision dying. Okay. If, if Agatha had kept that secret from her then okay, everything makes sense now. But right. no. Yeah. So she she is not give, she does not give up Westfield of her own volition. She's forced to. She has to end this. She may die if she doesn't. And so under duress, she stops torturing people and Captain Marvel says to her, not Brie Larson, the other the new one the black one yeah Ra- monica that,
3: rambo or yeah monica rambo, rambo yeah,
1: yeah. john rambo got it um says to her they'll never know what you sacrificed for them and i like darth vader through the through my television through the couch through the mountain everything through my <laughs> pants most important no this
0: is
1: some of the worst writing i've ever heard you cannot justify Human rights violations that way. That's
2: I remember when the mom from that seventy
3: show was begging her to kill her,
1: <laughs> rather than
3: like live in under mind control in Westfield.
1: Right. Yeah. Exactly. I th- I just want to see my daughter. who I haven't seen in weeks. Yeah. I I would like to be happy. Okay. <laughs> it's not not heroic. Fast forward to Obi Wan. Darth Vader killed children. Let's not forget that. Let's not let's not just skate on by like. Shit, who hasn't killed a kid? No, he, kids he, before he, he was Darth was Vader, him. even. Well, no, he was, he was Darth Vader. Well, if we're talking the Sand People, sure. But yeah, I mean, it had it had much
3: more understanding.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the Sand People had it coming. By the um, way, I, 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 just, just a brief aside.
3: I know I couldn't make it for the Boba Fett review, but when he's like, the Sand People told me the value of family. It's like, yeah, yeah, I, I remember when I met the Sand People. It's like, they found me alone on the desert, and they tied me to a bantha and dragged me... For four kilometers, and then they stuck me, tied me to a stick in the bit post in the ground, while the sun like peeled my skin off. And every morning, the kids would come out and beat me with sticks.
1: They know the value of family.
3: Yeah, it's like, and, um, why did you not murder all these people?
2: Yeah,
1: well, you
3: had the
2: chance. yeah. I did
3: say anyway. that
1: they had breakfast with one another each morning. That's
3: yeah. right. Listen, and then,
1: and then, I, I S- can't. Look, if only the Nazis and the Jews had had a bowl of cereal. Listen, yeah. let, let me. Darth they Vader, learned their
3: respect, and then they shoved a lizard up my nose.
1: <laughs> Darth Vader killed a lot of children. And then in the, in the interim years, between, you know, the ten years between killing children and this series, he killed a lot more people. Oh, he, like, snaps a kid's neck looking for Obi-Wan and, the like, the first planet they meet on. He's the second-in-command of the Galactic Empire, currently enslaving the universe. And killing aliens, enslaving them... Uh, hurting people, and oh, by the way, and maybe this wasn't known at the time, but they are actively (laughs) building a genocide weapon. And there's Ewan McGregor, old Obi-Wan Kenobi. He has Darth Vader dead to rights. Half his mask is off, and they have a very nice moment. You didn't kill me, I killed me. Yay. Absolutely. That is an oddly
3: nice thing for him to say. Like I would almost be going, like
1: that is actually proof that there is still good left in you. That you're kind of letting me off the hook here. Yeah. I, it, look, it, it was they had a nice moment of absolution, and had the Enterprise then appeared and beamed him up. That would have been fine. <laughs> if like there was if there was a reason that they, that Obi Wan had to be run off before killing, delivering the death blow to yeah. the murderer. Yeah. The ground ship, it.
3: Vader falls off a cliff. We don't right. know. If- Right or not? Kylo <laughs> uh, Ren rey esque. Sorry yeah. to bring that up, but.
1: Well, that, but that's yeah. my point. Is this keeps happening, and so he they have this moment it's like you didn't kill Dark, you didn't kill Anakin. I, Dark Vader killed Anakin. Okie dokie, and then he's like, right. At which point he should have cut his head off, and he yeah. doesn't. He just goes, "Thank you, Anakin. I feel better now." And like, fucks off. Yeah, I can understand Fuck. them leaving Reva
3: alive because that's just like being dicks, like you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, you know, th- th- this is a, like killing you after you have failed so completely would be a mercy. I, there's a joke here about Republicans and Democrats, but I but you and Ronnie are here, so I'm not making it. Um, but it's like, do we not? Does anyone care about the children? Nobody that wrote this show does, I can tell you that much. It really, that ending was WandaVision bad, Ronnie. I there's, You can argue against it if you want, and I'm going to give you the opportunity to do so. But I hated that ending so much. Flames on the side of my face, heaving, breathing. Go
2: good cool clue, uh, clue pull that was that was deep. Um, 1
3: plus 2 plus 1 plus 2 plus
2: 1 <laughs> I thought man like you were called fruits <laughs> I'm a plant <laughs> um, oh dear um, when it comes down to Obi-Wan and Darth Vader sometimes you just owe a bro Okay. That must
3: please. have been one hell of a dip. <laughs> it's
2: like, so I
3: Anakin, remember the time you saved the entire galaxy. Well, now we're even.
1: We <laughs> Christ. How many people did Darth Vader kill? That's fine. He said, I'm sorry. Let him go. I, I want to try. I would love to try that in real life. You killed how many people? Lots. Are you sorry? Yes. Let him go, boys. <laughs> How are all these people dying?
2: Um, Again.
1: (laughs) He told me he learned his lesson. We believed him. I I have no. You defend it if you want.
2: I can't. Okay, it's dumb, right? That's just it. I mean, I it didn't hit me like that at the end. It was odd. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's a funny choice. I see why I see why he can't make that because there would be no. Because yeah, he has to be alive in the next movie, which is half my problem with a lot of this
1: stupid shit.
2: Right. But why couldn't somebody have? I mean, like, why couldn't something have happened to make Obi Wan not make that, I said, that Run Have it? He gets run off, and like, yeah, he, you know,
1: he can't deliver the death blow. Something got in his way. Not he was like, all right. Well, we'll we'll figure this out we'll figure this out in 10 more years
2: <laughs> what Alright bro good game <laughs> yeah, exactly. good game buddy good game yeah listen if i let you up will you promise not to kill any more kids <laughs> uh huh darth, darth vader i'm sorry <laughs> so sorry yeah, just yeah okay all right, North. Evil will
3: always triumph over good because good,
1: good
2: is good dumb. Is dumb.
1: <laughs> All right, let's let's in a few moments I got that nothing we have. For that, man, okay, yeah, moving on. Um, there is nothing. It's dumb, and that's that's my big problem with this show. It's a, it's kind of like what I said, David, about Lightyear, where it's a nice little action adventure show, but it's so slight in so many ways, and some of the writing is so, uh, bad, mm-hmm. in, in places that. You have to be, you know, Chris Bailey is going to listen to this, and I'm going to get an angry chat. I'm going to get an angry text from him. Oh, no, not another angry text. Leave Chris Bailey alone, you... Uh, That wasn't a a unique (laughs) Chris Bailey comment. Have you been on the internet? The what now? Um, (laughs) I'm going to get an angry text from Chris. Hi, Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey. And he's going to be like, "It's you spent an hour ripping this show down, and you didn't talk about any of the fan service. You didn't talk about the Easter eggs. You didn't talk about how this was a love letter. It's not a love letter. It's a hand job. This is a hand job to Star Wars fans. And when you're getting a hand job, you don't really, you know, like maybe the girl has like rings on her fingers or something or they're quite doing it with the rhythm that you quite want her to. But you're just happy to have the hand job. So do you save these for when I'm on your show. Uh, no, I do them to everybody. Obi Wan, right, yeah. Obi Wan is a hand job to the Star Wars fans, and no one's going to turn that down. And everyone's going to be grateful for the effort. But that doesn't mean it was a good hand job, David. That's that's what I want to say about to the Chris Baileys of the world. I'm glad you got your Easter eggs. I'm glad you got your fan service. I'm glad. That this show brought joy to your world. None of those things mean it's well written or things make sense or lo- or follow logically. Your thoughts. Yeah, agreed. Like member berries are not a substitute for good writing. <laughs> also, Star Trek, same same to yeah. you. Star Trek shoot him in the face. Um, Ronnie. In the few moments that we have left, is there anything you wanted to talk about that we have not touched on?
2: Uh, not really. I mean, just other than the fact that, like, when you look <laughs> at A New Hope uh, mm-hmm. and she's like, she's all about, hey, find, find Obi-Wan Kenobi. You know, he's our only hope, blah, 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 blah. How does she know him? Did she learn about him? She didn't really specifically say her dad told him, told her about him or anything like that. I don't think I can't. We did my
1: father in the Clone Wars. That's what she. That's right.
2: Yeah. Um. But she 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 knows him at this point. Um. But there. They they put they 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 patched a lot of the plot holes. While completely causing a few more, <laughs>
1: <laughs> we we paved the plot holes with a nuclear bomb.
2: Yeah, okay. <laughs> plot holes. <laughs> you you tried to patch a a plot hole with with a jackhammer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it tore up the street in the process.
2: So I get what they were trying to do, and they did some good, and it was good. I liked it. I mean, like I'm not gonna say it was. I was absolutely in love with it. I was in you your hand job. Say yes. Say yes. And let's move this on. No, I'm not gonna say yes. Um
1: you're a good boy, Ronnie Adams.
2: I, I'm just it's just one of those things where like I, I could love you and McGregor and his and his portrayal of Obi-Wan. So that was mainly what I was watching it for anyway. Then mm. I got the surprise of hey, we have another, you know, main character in, in Riva, which was like surprising me with ketchup on a ham sandwich. It was terrible. Um <laughs> but uh it was you know overall i enjoyed it but there were some things i would change a lot of things i would change about it david uh your final thoughts here on the obi-wan show
3: yeah i'm i'm glad i when things started i didn't freak out and it's like okay i'm just gonna sit here and i'm gonna wait and see how things are gonna go i'm Mm -hmm. gonna steal myself for disappointment (laughs) but i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a chance because i think i think you should give everything a chance at least you know like see see what they do with it in the end and it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It was like, yeah, a lot of that kind of crap where they, you know, we have to humiliate Obi-Wan so that our new characters can look that much better. Uh, per writing tip guys for dealing with fan bases. If you have to make an old character look bad to make your new character look good, your new character needs to be better. And that's on you. Boom. Yeah. Um, but uh, like I not like I kind of find it interesting that they were using the inquisitors because that's like a Dave Filoni sort of thing, and yeah, his his name was not in any of the credits. So the best way I think I could kind of describe the show is it's kind of like Team Kathleen Kennedy trying to do a Dave Filoni show and kind of mostly succeeding. <laughs> uh, um, I, I you're, all, all all of your criticisms I think are valid. Like yeah, like if you think about the show, things don't make sense. Mm. Why, why would Obi-Wan leave Anakin still alive even after saying, you know, one of us lives, one of us dies, you know, no matter what, it ends sometimes, today. Sometimes oh, oh, one, one last thing I have to say is when they're following the ship in the Star Destroyer and Obi-Wan leaves on his little escape craft and they're like, yeah, which ship do we go after? It's like, you're in a freaking Star Destroyer. <laughs> it's called a Star Destroyer because it has like enough troops and ships in it to conquer a star system. You know, the star destroyer can go after one ship. Send some TIE fighters or shuttles after the other ship. You can do both. You're the friggin'
1: Empire, or I don't know, shoot him with your fucking starship laser.
3: Yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> it, it, that that was just one of those, like you know, we could do both. Like <laughs> seriously, Emperor Palpatine, Vader. This this is the guy that you have in charge of your important shit. Like, like yeah. it, it's like it, it's kind of a miracle that that like. You know, the Clone Wars actually ended in victory with Anakin on that side. Like, like, seriously, strategy 101. Anyway, uh, now now that I'm off my soapbox. uh, But, but like, yeah, even my wife was like, this is not making any sense. So, uh, but yeah, Ewan McGregor, I enjoyed. I thought that the story was for the most decent. It was how Obi-Wan got his groove back, and Obi-Wan did get to get his groove back. And I didn't feel like he was kneecapped by any of the other characters in the show I'll tell you that's
1: the best best part of the show for me is Ewan McGregor one has shit tons of charisma he has more charisma is a little pinky than most actors have in their entire body and he carries the show Ewan McGregor um as a person struggling with guilt um and makes sense yeah I See, all, that's all the stuff that's really good about like the everything, everything in his life has
3: been t- that he valued has been taken from him. Right. His best friend basically murdered his entire family and plunged the galaxy into pretty much fascism, slavery, and all right. the bad things.
1: Yeah, he might not sleep well at night.
3: Yeah, he <laughs> might have some issues to work through. <laughs> he's he's and, not going
1: to be Franklin from Snowfall. How do you sleep in that like a baby?
3: Yeah, he used to be like a general <laughs> commanding armies across the galaxy. Now he's like cutting up a fish for some jackass right. in the middle of a desert like yeah he's and and the one thing that he's trying to do like protect luke owen won't even let him near him though so, right you know we get so, a little like, thing at the but end. That's so all the stuff
1: that's stuffish about yeah. so when so when chris bailey listens to this review and be like i hate you rattles why won't you say something nice about my show a, a character doing some self-examination and looking for a way back to his faith and trying in and, and look seeking redemption uh struggling with guilt all of those things were actually handled well like credit to Terrible Hollywood writers. That's the part they got right. But I think my struggle and where why I'm always like a touch hostile when we do reviews like this is, and I am. I, I can see like somebody who's a big Star Wars fan. You know, I keep mentioning Chris, who I love to death. But like Chris and all, you know, and all like the the MCU bleeding edge guys and Alexis and all them. Like, why? Why do you hate us? <laughs> why must you hate us? Because I must. Um, no, it's because. I I think there's talent enough there to do what they did here, which is, you know, this meditation on, um, on trauma and, you know, and redemption and all of that. That's all well done, but like you, you you can't just have one leg on the stool functioning. Mm -hmm. The other legs have to function as well.
3: Yeah. And I do. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. 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 I think my, my sort of, my final thought is like by the end
3: of the show, Obi once not ruined, and in fact, he's actually kind of a bit cooler than he was like when we last saw him.
1: I really would have preferred. I think. I think here's my other problem with this. This is the last thing I'm going to say, and then we can we can call it. Yeah. They, for some stupid reason, sent him on an adventure that was inconsequential. By the end of the adventure, he's not. I mean, mentally, yeah, it's spiritually, he's better off than he started. That's all well and good, but it didn't really matter. Because when Luke meets him in ten more years, it's like, oh, you're you're old enough now. <laughs> we we got to get the ball rolling here. Like, he, regardless of how he mentally was at that point, he knew the time had come. That's where. Well, we your uncle's him. charcoal now, so I can finally teach you about well, uh, the force. That's not what happens. He finds him knocked out in the desert by <laughs> sand people, and mm-hmm. then he was like, oh, I found you. Ever mentioned that you fall? That's a child murderer. No, here's a sword. That's how that scene goes, and then Luke's like, fuck. Off, dude. I gotta go to the farm and milk the cow. And he was like, Well, we'll go to the farm, but you're not gonna like what you see. And and then the cow was dead. Um, uh, so that's how I remember Star Wars. In any case,
2: what's it like in your head?
1: A lot of hand jobs. Now, listen, um, <laughs> I walked right into it again. I don't know why. Um, when, <laughs> when we meet obi-wan he's not any and really any different than what we find him in in the show the whole adventure is inconsequential like you could have not known what happened or known what happened it really wouldn't make a difference a new hope is what it is and here's the thing if i don't mind an inconsequential side quest with you know our favorite character and actor but if you're but if it's inconsequential why did it have to be a slave to the greater narrative why did we have to have leia why did we have to do all, you know, Darth, why do we have to have Darth Vader in this? Why well, can that, that was member berries? Like we, well, you know, but Darth Vader. My, awesome. That's my point. If you, if, if you have this opportunity to sell a six hour movie where Obi-Wan goes on a fun adventure, why are you just limiting yourself to this very small area of the universe? Why not go do, why not go crazy? And then when it's over, he's no better off than he was before, but at least we went on a fun ride. Like, Instead of taking us on the roller coaster that was the potential for this show, we kind of just did a merry-go-round. I'm looking at heads looking down, and I don't know <laughs> if I've just beaten you two to death or uh, you're
3: distracted. One thing I might add to that is maybe look at it as a bit more. It's not so much the the, the bigger picture. What happens is it's not so much about Obi Wan as it's about Leia. Like I think Who cares? Well, she's kind of important to the, sh- to the series.
1: She has her own three movies coming up. Oh, David. Bella. I I, I, like,
3: as in, like, it's not a, uh, Leia in the show. It's more about Obi-Wan sort of nurturing her and having an effect on her throughout the show. Like, sort of unlocking that potential within her to be the Leia that we meet when she grows up. You know? But like he sort of says, you go, like, you you, know, you can't have a blaster, you're 10,
1: but someday you won't be 10. I, I accept your point. It hurts soul. I mean, clear, clear, I clearly it's a bunch of
3: liberal anti-gun propaganda. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Dude, I don't know why we don't talk more. You're awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, really. You do need to go on a hot
1: date when we're done yeah. here.
3: If you haven't done so already, listen to the solo review. I was on fire.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. Le- legit, though. Like, okay, so think about this. And that's why I have my head down. Um, why do they have to have Leia? So... You know what the number one question I was asked as a Star Wars fan, a lifelong Star Wars fan, when people who aren't really Star Wars fans watch Rogue One, who say, yeah, I love Star Wars, but they watch Rogue One, say, I hated it. Why? Well, there was no Darth Vader, really. There was no Chewbacca. Where was that? Where was this person? And I'm like, do you, do you not know what this story was about? Oh, right. gosh, someone doesn't watch any of this. and it'll be the Hayden Christian was right back. Okay, the rule is, if you're going to acknowledge the screen, you have to read it out loud. Oh, I'm sorry. I have a question. Patrick Mullen has a question. As someone who doesn't watch any of this, is it uh, it a big deal that Hayden Christensen was brought back since you can't actually see him whilst in the Vader suit? You get to see part of his charbroiled face. And there's also
3: a flashback
1: scene yeah, where him and Obi-Wan are having... That was
3: actually a really good story device, I thought.
1: Yes. I mean, Hayden Christensen looks a million years old now, and it's supposed to be a flashback to when he wasn't a million but you know, like that's neither here nor there, I suppose. Ronnie Just, go ahead he wasn't willing to, to break out the funds to do the digital de-aging for to, to, to uncanny him. valley him. Um, go ahead and finish up there, Ronnie.
2: They, they they didn't know they weren't familiar with anybody in in the in the in the in the in the movie, mm-hmm. so therefore it wasn't Star Wars to them. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's funny because it's not Star Wars, it's a Star Wars story. It's filling that plot hole between um but so, well, how did we? You know, a lot of um, oh gosh, help me out, David. A lot of mm-hmm. somebody's uh, gave their lives for these plans. Um Bothins, uh, yeah. yeah, a lot of Bothins gave their you know gave their lives for these plans. You know, there's there's a big. Why, how did they get, Well, why? How did they get this? What's going on here? Well, they made a whole freaking movie about it. Well, that's dumb. That's legitimately a quote from someone who watched this movie and they said that's dumb. So. <laughs> I understand why they throw big names in there, such as Leia. Now, Leia, you know there was a good, it was a good plot device. It was, you know, I think they used it well. I understand your point of like, there's a million other people, there's billions of people in the galaxy. Why her? Well, it, he just happens to be within her his 15 minute, you know, or 15 mile delivery radius. So, <laughs> um, it was just one of those things where people will recognize her she's well within the you know the range of, of him being able to be around her just do it because it it boggles people's mind when you throw a whole new cast in there or a new character that somebody should care about why should i care about this person they're not a wookiee you know they're not my favorite uh, little bears that run around and throw rocks at stormtroopers uh, you know it's just one of those things where <laughs> And I'm not oh, saying, oh, they shouldn't enjoy Star Wars. Yes, they should, but they just don't get it, I guess I could say. So one thing that um, bugs me about
3: Rogue One and this show, like why do stormtroopers wear helmets? Why do they wear the armor at all? Yeah. Like I understand, okay, blasters, okay, sure. Blaster, you can blast your armor. But like they keep on punching them out in the head. And like, <laughs> like what is the one thing a helmet is supposed
1: to protect on, against? Have, have you guys been watching? You guys were, were reviewing Halo next week. Have you watched any of Halo yet? After the first episode, I'm going to try and get okay. through the rest of it. There's a scene where one character is punching the armor, and I understand where at the end of the scene, it makes a little bit why, sense why they're doing that, but like, like, do people not understand what the function of armor is?
3: Yeah, but like like, just once, I'd like for a character to like try whacking a stormtrooper in the helmet, and the stormtrooper just looks at them and goes
1: really? <laughs> helmet. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Are we done? Are we tapping out? um other than then you why to back up your why do they wear uh why do they wear armor at all look at the mandalorian when they first introduced boba fett in it mm-hmm. and he broke their armor with a stick <laughs> good point, good point. <laughs> okay david
1: anything else no i think i've I've gotten through all my points all right well folks that wraps up uh one of the last TV. Sh- <laughs> hey mark why do you why don't you review tv shows anymore and this is why. Though um, so I enjoyed our conversation, guys. guys <laughs> yeah, know. I did too. Um, tomorrow, uh, we're going to review one of Ronnie Adams' favorite bands, Ailstorm, 7th rum of a 7th rum, because Ronnie loves the pirate metal.
0: Actually um, I actually do.
1: And then we've got a couple of re-airings that we're doing, some old metal hammer of dooms that never had pages on our W2M net site. So we got White Whitesnake, uh, Flesh and Blood, with the single, Shut Up and Kiss Me, Ronnie Adams. Shut Up and Kiss Me. Yeah,
2: After that up. Dragonland stuff, you just may you watch out, Tiger. <laughs> I
1: don't know. Um, and then Elavidi, uh, that album that we reviewed back then, which I cannot pronounce. But Ronnie Adams will be back. Ronnie Adams and I are going to have a sexy date. We're going to talk old TV shows that were made into movies. The A Team, starring Rampage Jackson, Miami Vice, and Dukes of Hazard, starring Johnny Knoxville. So, out of
2: the uh, incredible stellar cast that is in the A Team, yes. you immediately go to Rampage Jackson yep because
1: it's gonna be some black on black crime um so that's so and then we'll be back again it'll be myself uh David Wright and Ronnie Adams Jesus and Jason Teasley little Jason Teasley can't forget about him he'll get he'll get upset with us we'll be reviewing the new halo series um I mentioned to one of my friends halo fucking broke me by the way <laughs> halo halo is a big reason why I'm not doing television very very soon it's um,
2: such for that show
1: yeah, real oof. I, uh, I have committed to shows because of the kind of IP they are, without just without actually wanting to talk about the shows because they've moved me in some way. And the last one that that went down that road for me was was Halo. So I'm committed to it. We're going to do it. But yikes, guys! Um, <laughs> and I'm speaking sorry. of yikes, <laughs> we're going to review uh, we're going to review Pat Mullen's new favorite movie coming up: Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, featuring his favorite Thor of all time, Natalie Portman's Femme Thor. Hi, Pat. Uh, And David Wright will be joining us to uh, (laughs) cut through that steaming pile. I'm sure it's going to be wonderful. So that'll be Tuesday, Thor, Love and Thunder. And then, hey, picture this in your mind's eye. I will be gone the rest of the week. I will be at a nudist resort. How about that? Mm.
2: What? No.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So uh, no more podcasts for the week. But we are going to re-air... An old one that Robert and I did, uh, The Legend of Tarzan, that'll be July 14th. Uh, On Trial Inception, that's another re-air, that'll be the 16th. And then uh, we'll be back again on Sunday, the 17th, for uh, a triple feature, Studio 666 featuring the Foo Fighters, Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny, and Detroit Rock City. Guess the theme, everybody, guess the theme. Uh, David Wright, what are you doing in the world?
3: The only thing you haven't mentioned is uh, Strange New Worlds in uh, yes.
1: August. September. September 20th. September. Oh, yep.
3: Okay, so shifted.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yes, it shifted. It, it shifted during the great cutback. So, yes, David will be, <laughs> be back in September to st- discuss Strange New Worlds. Roddy Adams of the Screaming Boy Podcast. Tell him where you twitch and shout.
2: I I don't do the Screaming Boy Podcast anymore, but I do uh, have a Twitch channel. It's called Misfits and Miscreants. We Stream mostly D and D right now. Once every uh, once every two weeks, uh, I've got some other shows that are in the in, in the works. I'm writing a few things. Um, yes, I do write. I understand how. Maybe just on a fifth grade level, but it's there. <laughs> um, but no, I'm uh, there. Are a couple of uh, there are a couple of games that I truly enjoy running, and I'm going to get some people involved in them. One's called Kids on Bikes. And that's what it's about. It's set in the '80s, uh, and it is uh, about kids on bikes going around their neighborhood, solving little mysteries or whatever. It's definitely based on uh, It, Goonies, Stranger Things, ET, things like that. Um, and then there is one uh, Call of Cthulhu, seventh edition Call of Cthulhu, which I am going to. I've got a, uh, I've got a special little thing planned around that. Um, okay. I am from uh, the Appalachia area, from uh, West Virginia. Uh, now live in North Carolina, which is still in the Appalachians. Uh, well, you know, they, they go through there uh, all the way down to Georgia. And uh, so I would like to focus mostly on the Appalachian uh, folklore, uh, magic and fairies and haints and and uh, the, the, the spookiness of that. Uh, so we're going to be playing some games like that. And hopefully it'll, you know, people enjoy it and it'll take off and they want to keep playing. So we'll be streaming that. Um, uh, so it's going to be, there's going to be some cool stuff coming up. Uh, I may even paint some minis, uh, which I enjoy doing on, on air. So just keep keeping, keep watching. And every once in a while, you'll see my big dumb head playing some sort of video game. Uh, you know, um, so yeah, we do a lot of cool stuff on there. I say we, but it's just mostly me, um, until I get the games really, really going. Uh, but yeah, uh, other than that, uh, give mis- misfits and miscreants, A follow and uh, keeping, keeping, keep watching out for some cool stuff coming up. All right, Pat wants me to
1: plug his screenplay. Pat Mullen is writing a rom com called Stumble about a girl who meets a boy on a dating app who she doesn't like, then dates, then a series of things happen, and spoiler, they get together in the end. And in the sequel, ten years into it, she says she's depressed and wants to be polyamorous. Good night, everybody. Be well. Be safe and behave. (laughs)